guys, welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we're actually going to be talking about why strict dieting works. But first, if you're a new listener, two main things we hit on in this podcast, health and fitness and business. <clears throat> so health and fitness side of things, we run an online health coaching company, SD Evolution. Our job there is to basically filter, filter through the bullshit for our clients, break everything down into bite-sized pieces, and teach them how to implement healthy habits into their everyday lifestyle. Doing the same thing on this podcast, you know, going over some some broad topics and explaining what you can be doing on a day-to-day basis. Business side of things, we do have a pretty unique perspective. We're obviously not at the top of the food chain, but we have seen a lot of success. So we've done some things that have worked very well, some things that haven't, um, but we'll talk about a lot of those concepts and whether you're working for yourself, working for somebody else, there's going to be parallels you can apply to your direct situation and help you in that regard as well. If you're a coming back listener, what is the word I'm looking for there? Returning Returning subscriber. subscriber, And you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review. I think we've asked this in every single episode. If you have not done this yet, you're failing. Just pause it. One action step today. Reach out. Apple Podcasts. Even if you just share us on your social media. Screenshot the episode, tag us. We very much appreciate it. And you can do it on Spotify too. So don't. You can do that on Spotify? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. We already talked about this three episodes ago. This is just proof that you don't listen to anything that I say ever. I got a lot going on. <clears throat> anyway, so probably not the title you expected from us specifically, but we'll kind of break this down a little bit. Why strict dieting works. And in the very plainest sense, strict dieting works because you literally know exactly when you're on plan and you know exactly when you're not. So you tend to adhere better, even if for the short term, it's a better fix than for the long term. So spoiler alert, we're not encouraging strict dieting. We'll kind of break down what this all means. But the reason you have such an easier time when you are strict dieting and you see great results, and then when you go into that flexible dieting mode, things kind of scale back is because you make up a lot of excuses that you can hide in the idea of flexible dieting. So let's start off by saying this. We're talking to people here who have specific goals of fat loss or improving their body composition or muscle gain, things like that. If you're just out here trying to get healthy or improve your health in smaller ways, then take some of these nuggets, leave some others. There are obviously phases of dieting, and we've touched on this in previous episodes, but you know, this is for the people who really have specific goals. And this actually came up. um, Someone sent me a message when I was talking about all the miscarriage stuff. And they were, they said something along the lines of like, you track all these different things, like just relax, let it flow, like stop tracking every single thing in your life. And I think it's important to note that number one, I don't always track everything 24-7-365. There, I would say the last year, um, I've gone sort of more the flexible route just because of everything we've had going on and, you know, trying to make a baby. Um, but I will say, like, I find a lot of, I don't want to say comfort, but it is kind of comfort in just knowing what is going on in my body and knowing how to do and implement things that make me feel my best and that's what it comes down to as far as why I track and why I pay attention to these things so I think that your idea of what is strict is going to vary a little bit and your idea of what it means to pay attention to macros and biofeedback and all that stuff is going to 
sort of be individual to you and your goals. But what Josh is trying to get at here is that it's really empowering to have a clear picture of what you need to do in order to reach your goals. Emily, you kind of paint that clear picture. So basic as it gets, let's talk about meal plans. SD Evolution does not prescribe meal plans, but the reason those work and kind of jumping into the same theme is you know when you had a meal that wasn't on your meal plan. So when we go through a check-in, say, hey, how was adherence this week? Oh, well, I, I skipped or I changed three meals or I changed four meals or I didn't change any meals. You know how well you did as a whole because it's black and white. You either followed that or you didn't. On the flexible dieting side, I can say, same question. How was your adherence this week? Oh, I did really good. Now, luckily with our system with Fit Coach Pro and breaking things down, I can actually see how well you, you really did. So if you have some day-to-day fluctuations, within a certain range is fine. But if there's some days that are just you know total outliers, I can tell you, okay, well, you didn't do fine. And that's assuming you're tracking accurately. We have some situations where clients will estimate some meals. And when you tend to estimate meals, you tend to estimate in your favor. So as you go through, let's say you tracked three out of four meals, that fourth meal, you may have done it untracked. You eyeballed some portion sizes. You had a little bit of this snack or that snack. And then you say, you know what? That was about X amount of protein, X amount of carbs, X amount of fats. Oh, look, I perfectly hit my numbers today. Well, you probably didn't because you probably just rounded that off in your head knowing what you had left and what you wanted those numbers to be within that meal. So that gets skewed. It's not black and white. There's a whole lot of gray area. Black and white is a meal plan. You followed it or you didn't. The flexible dieting making things work, estimating numbers. There's a whole lot of gray area that you can get lost in and think, oh my God, I'm, I've been on target. What's happening? Why am I not progressing? Well, you really weren't on target. You're not weighing everything out. You're not consistent with your day-to-day intake and your body isn't responding the way you think it should be. Yeah, it really is a spectrum and where you fall on that spectrum is dependent on sort of what you have been doing in the past, your dieting history, your training history. It's dependent on what your current goals are. It's dependent on what is making the most sense in this phase of life for you. So, you know, factoring in, you know, what we look at for our clients, we factor in all of these things. Obviously, we want to get them to their goals, but we also want to implement a realistic plan for them so that they do feel like they are being successful and they are successful. So, you know, you have to decide where that line that you draw on the sand is for you as far as if you're erring more on the strict side because you're in a specific phase and you want to see the best results possible. Or maybe you're in a phase where you can be a little bit more flexible and you're okay with making slower progress or maybe maintaining. So you kind of have to figure out first where that is for you and where you fall on that spectrum. So if you often find that you are one of these uh, free willy estimators, we'll say for a lack of a better term, there are some ways you can kind of work around this. So again, SD Evolution, we do not prescribe meal plans, but you can create a meal plan that you mix up throughout the week or on a week-to-week basis or on a month-to-month basis. What I mean by that is you pick you know, your, your top four favorite protein options, your favorite carb options, your favorite fat options, create the right portion sizes where you are hitting your numbers and stick to those meals throughout the week or for a certain amount of days or have some some sub-in meals. But basically creating a plan where you already know these numbers fit. There's no you know back and forth, I wonder what I can make fit today. So going a little bit away from the if it fits your macros, but just being a little more regimented with the same concept. And then being able to make sure, okay, I have been fully dialed in. I can confirm that this isn't an estimation. This is what I followed throughout the week. 
the whole system becomes more automated, becomes more of a built-in automatic regimen that is going to allow you to stay more adherent, similar to a longer-term meal plan. And then, you know, again, we can switch this up week to week. We can switch this up month to month. We do recommend, <clears throat> excuse me, we do recommend uh, diversity, so nutrient diversity. So I don't typically want, even for a full week, the same four meals, same five meals exactly. But you can swap in different veggies, some low-calorie veggies, spinach, broccoli, um, asparagus, things like that to continue to diversify that nutrient profile. But there are ways to make this a little bit easier so it is a little more black and white and you can have a little more confidence in knowing you're on the plan. Yeah, I think one of the reasons tracking macros can seem really overwhelming for a lot of people is because of that freedom. Like there's almost there's almost too much freedom. It's a that, daily puzzle. Yeah, they have to, they feel like they have to eat something new every day or they feel like they have to just eat see what they can fit into their puzzle or you're tracking on the fly and then by the end of the day you're like okay well how the hell do i finish this up or that and we'll touch on that in a second but you know when you're just starting out you have to keep it simple and that goes for even the types of meals that you're making and this is how josh and i like to eat regularly i would say you know a couple times a week when we're in our own home we tend to get a little bit fancier with different recipes or we pull something from one of our recipe ebooks in the Mindful Macros Collective. But most of our meals are your single ingredient food sources. So think like for protein sources, it's a certain type of lean meat or fish. And then like Josh said, for vegetables, spinach, broccoli, you know, how you make all of these single ingredient foods is what makes them not boring and makes them taste good. But by combining them with different things, you can really get creative and have a delicious meal that really is not that complicated nor takes a lot of time to make. And this is something you kind of hammered before this week <clears throat> through no fault of my own. Uh, I hammered you for it? Yeah, you're making fun of me for the tacos this oh, week. Oh, yeah, okay. I like tacos and I like stir fry because I can take one basic protein source and put whatever different veggies I want on top of it. So tacos are very easy to me. Stir fry with you know a rice bowl is very easy to me. And you can, again, we're talking about diversifying nutrients. You can pick a whole bunch of different veggies, throw them in a pan, a little bit of olive oil, throw them on top of anything you want. So my go-to for the last couple of days when you've been hitting me for <laughs> a month is, has been tacos. Oh, I just feel like every time I look at you, you're eating a taco. I don't know why. I don't know why you think that. I've had three tacos in like four weeks. Maybe that's just at the moments that I'm paying attention to you. But yeah, three I times mean. Three in four weeks you pay attention to me? Honestly, I... <laughs> I do the same thing though like with a lot of you know who have been following along my Scutnik special breakfast that I've been probably eating and making for years now since before Kai it's just egg whites or eggs with some a couple veggies mixed in scrambled a piece or two of the Dave's killer bread depending on which phase of dieting I'm in and if I need more carbs avocado smeared on one of those smushed raspberries smeared on one of those and i have a nice little balanced breakfast but it's like my go-to just because it's very quick and easy and that's like every meal that we make we want it to be super quick and easy nobody or i should say not a lot of people have time to make these extravagant meals every single meal so save those for maybe a couple times a week or for dinners and keep everything else very very basic that's the easiest way to go about this and you know, if you get to a point where you want to start experimenting more with recipes, sure, go for it. But the best way, in my opinion, to, you know, keep things efficient and feel good and not overwhelm yourself with having to come up with new recipes is to just keep it simple and focus on those single ingredient whole food sources. And as you start building those in, 
your numbers become much easier to calculate. So as new clients start out, one of the biggest tips we give them is to evenly space or evenly divide your meals throughout the day. So let's say you're eating 2000 calories, you prefer four meals per day that works best with your schedule. I'm not going to break down the macros because just for simple math, we're going to dive into this, but four meals, 500 calories each, you know what your targets are for every single meal. So it's it's not that more complicated puzzle that we we're talking about before where you eat something random, the numbers fall where they may, and you're not sure what to do next. You can plan accordingly. You know, the night before, track your entire day for the next day until you get used to this process. You don't have to do that forever. Um, and then just make sure you're getting four meals, 500 calories. They're broken up. You know when you're eating them. You know what you're eating. And it just becomes much more simplistic and much more automatic. And when you get into that automaticity, automaticity. I've never heard that word in my life. There's a word for it. We'll just say automated again. But there's a word. Can't find the word. When you're more automated like that, the longer term habits just get built in much easier. And the beautiful thing about flexible dieting is if, let's say, you have a day where you're out and you have one of those random meals that you didn't account for or, you know, something happens and you forget your lunch and you need to have something else, your whole plan isn't thrown out the window because you're off your meal plan. So you have flexibility to have whatever that needs to be in the moment and then you can sort of adjust the rest of the day around that. But we want to ultimately focus on keeping things really consistent majority of the time and then if those little things pop up here and there you can still be consistent and it just might take a little bit more math or figuring out what the rest of your day of eating is going to go around that meal so that's why we love flexible dieting I would say you know we are very big on those you know I don't want to say clean whole nutrient-dense food sources but there's always wiggle room for the things that you want to enjoy. And that's that's really the main mission here with everything we talk about nutrition is that consistency. We've been doing this this way for the last eight plus years now. And it's not that, you know, we have gone through different phases and different goals and powerlifting and bodybuilding and just general life, pregnancy, everything has had a different phase. And throughout all of those phases, we've been able to adapt this base of consistency around nutrition to fit those things and another question we get a lot is is tracking macros forever when do you stop tracking macros and we've touched on this very briefly in a couple other podcasts but tracking macros shouldn't be forever it should you should get to a point where you don't need to track every single gram of food that you eat unless you want to for a specific phase but if you spend some time learning proper nutrition learning how to adjust these meals to make you feel good and figure out what really works best for your body and your life you're going to have so much more clarity even in phases where you're not tracking and that's that's the end goal. That's where we should all be striving to be. Um, and I think a part of that is having confidence to do that. I think a lot of people who sort of hate on macros think it has to be so black and white with tracking every gram forever or not tracking anything at all and also having no you know, intention with what you're eating. But you want to get to a place where you still have that knowledge and wisdom and intention when making your food choices and taking things that you learned from tracking to maintain where you're at and maintain that healthy and happy lifestyle. And that doesn't even mean you need to wait until you've reached your end goal. So your ultimate physique, you're thrilled with where you're at. Now I'm going to transition to intuitive eating. You can take maintenance periods where you're not tracking. 
So those are actually the best periods to practice intuitive eating because they're shorter term. They're not going to allow you enough time to completely drift away from where your previous targets were. So for example, intuitive breaks that I take with my clients are typically when they're going away for a vacation, a special event, um, the weekend, whatever it is, we'll practice those on a shorter term scale. And then maybe we go through a few phases, they've done a few cuts, a lean bulk, whatever it is. And then, you know, you know what, they're getting tired of tracking. Let's take an intuitive break. That'll start by scaling some days back and then they'll go fully intuitive, just focusing on biofeedback. So ultimately, you know, when you can say you're done tracking forever is probably when you're at your ultimate goal. If, you know, you're lucky enough to get to that point, you've been consistent and done a great job. Then you start scaling back to permanently intuitive eating. But for most of us and for the longer term, it's going to be periods of different cycles, different phases. So you go through those reverse diets, you're comfortable, intuitive eating phase. You go through your cut, you're comfortable, intuitive eating phase. So building those things in. But to kind of give you that end goal example, I think I've talked about this on a couple of different episodes, but one of my clients, Kim, she's been fantastic. She's crushed her, crushed her performance goals, crushed her aesthetic goals, and she felt like there was nothing else that she necessarily wanted to work towards. And what we found was intuitive eating was the next step for her. That's what she needed to work towards next. So we've scaled back uh, the days that she's tracked, and that's how you would do this, you know, regimentedly. Um, I'm making up words today. I'm making up a whole say, lot of words today. Definitely not a word. <laughs> that's how you would build it into your regimen. So you would start by taking one track day off. So you track six days, one day is untracked. Then you go through the, the next week and you add another intuitive day. So you have two days on or two days untracked, five days tracked, three and four. That's how you kind of continue to build that up. But what that's doing is making sure that those intuitive days aren't pulling one way or the other, whether you're overeating or undereating. And myself personally, when I go through an intuitive phase, I find that I'm typically a chronic undereater. So when I start tracking again, it's work to get all that food in. But that's that's just that's why we go through these practices is to see where that's falling, to know where we need to uh, compensate, and then obviously create that consistency the right way when you are eating intuitively. Yeah, I think for me, I'm the same. I would say. I'm definitely under protein, which I'm sure is most people just because our our country does not make it easy to get protein, protein in. Protein or fiber. Um, so, you know, those are two things that I'd keep tabs on even in my more intuitive phases like right now. Like I'm not tracking every single day. I'm not tracking every macro every single day. I'm letting carbs and fats fall where they may fall. I have a range of calories that I aim for, but I still try to make sure protein and fiber are where they need to be because when those two dip too low, I definitely notice a huge shift in energy levels. My digestion you know, sleep, everything is immediately impacted, um, recovery from training. So those two are really important for me in all phases, especially as we're preparing for hopefully the next pregnancy here soon, um, protein intake and fiber because your digestion is all messed up during pregnancy. Those two are something that I sort of keep tabs on throughout. So again, you just have to figure out what is going to best fit this phase of life for you? What makes the most sense? What makes you feel your best? And ultimately, you know, it's it's going to take intent. It's going to take some sort of focus. I would say, you know, there's never a time where I'm just like not focusing on anything nutrition-wise. It's always in my head. And, and that's not a negative thing. That's not a bad thing is to, as far as being so hyper-focused on what you're consuming because we love feeling our best. We love being able to chase Kai around and have energy to go out and do things as a family and go on hikes and all of these all of these things. So 
figure out what makes you feel your best. Figure out where that line is for you right now as far as if you're being more strict or being a little bit more flexible. But always have your basic daily non-negotiables because without those non-negotiables, you're going to start to feel a little bit crappier, if not a lot a bit crappier. Absolutely. So to kind of wrap it up here, what we talked about was that strict dieting does in fact work. The reason is because you're much more accountable. You know when you've been off plan, you know when you've you've been on plan. And with flexible dieting, there's a whole lot more gray area. So again, we don't prescribe strict dieting. There's typically a roller coaster that you're riding when you do a strict diet where, again, you're strict for a short period of time. And then when you scale back, you gain all the weight back or you, you see that regression. So it's not something we recommend, but it does work because you are more adherent and because you are more on top of that process. Um, you can commit yourself your off plan or your on plan um, when you're doing that flexible dieting. So you just have to hold yourself more accountable. Come up with a plan where you are a bit more automatic with that flexible dieting. Have some meals laid out. Have some food prepped. You know, do what you need to do to hold yourself accountable and don't get lost in that gray area where you think you're doing well and you think you're dialed in, but you're very, very much far from it. Um, and just be honest with yourself. So you can stop tracking once you've reached a certain goal or when you need, need a break and you just learn those intuitive cues a whole lot better. But there are so many different ways to get to the same end result, guys. So it's not something where you have to follow an X, Y, or Z plan because your favorite influencer did it. You know, they're doing this crazy strict diet. I'll do that for two months, for three months. It's not going to work. You're going to see results in a very short period of time, but you're going to immediately regress after that. Amen. That's my input. Okay. I guess we're done. (laughs) Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes, and we will see you guys in the next episode.